0: Hey, Amen. Hey, I got to drink water from up here. That's awesome. That's great. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm, I'm so happy to be able to share um, with you guys this morning. Um, it's just such a privilege and honor to be in front of here, with, in, front of here in front of the church with everybody here. My, you guys are my family. I mean, I have my family, family, my brothers here. And, and his family are here, and then, you know, just you guys. You guys are family to me, and uh, you guys mean a lot to me, and I'm just so grateful um, for all you, for just the time that we've been able to spend together and the relationship we've built, and seeing God work in so many people's lives is just like awesome, awesome. So I, I have a message that, that I haven't told a single doubt, but before I do that, I kind of want to take a few moments to share um, just some, some of my, my feelings, I guess. And, uh, and some, some things that I want to just uh, go over about how we got to where we're at. But, you know, it's, it, the last 12 years have been, have been amazing. It's been great. Uh, we've learned so, some of the greatest life-changing values in this house with this family. I've been helped by and, and in turn been able to help others through the ministry, through ministry here at, at Elevate. I've swept floors. I've cleaned toilets. I've led groups, spoken messages, and worked alongside leaders and friends on things that I never thought I would do or be part of. That has been a, a, a blessing, a, a pleasure. We've raised our kids here. We've, ex- we've seen and experienced miracles here for ourselves and for others. My children met their spouses here. And we've become part of a larger family because of this place. We found healing and restoration, encouragement, comfort, and the occasional kick in the pants when needed. Right here. If you haven't had it, it's coming. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's good though. It's good. It's good. It gets you out of the rut. Trust me. I don't have a vocabulary large. Um, we, we're so grateful for the for the leadership of our pastors, Pastor Adam and Carrie, Pastor Carl and Bonnie, Bryn. I mean, you know, Drew and and Lisa. I mean, there's just been so many Joe. I mean, there's. I mean, I I could I could probably sit here and just. Say over all people that have been part of our lives. And I really, um, without you guys, I don't know where I'd be today. We really don't know. But I'm grateful. Grateful for all of you guys. I don't have a vocabulary large enough to express what this house really means to me, to my family. But what I can say is this in the words of Jacob. What an awesome place this is. It is none other than the house of God. It is a very gateway to heaven. That's what I really honestly feel. I feel like it's in this place. I mean, come on. How can you not be in worship here and be like, man, this is awesome. Right? It's, it's amazing to, to, to experience the presence of God here with other people that believe like you do. Amen? It's, it's the house of God. And, 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 and to see people get saved. I've had the privilege of dunking people. Just like, oh, ah! <laughs> that was the funnest, man. I loved it. It was great. But, man, it's the gateway to heaven. Amen? It's a gateway to heaven, and we're blessed to be connected with such uh, such a great church, such wonderful leaders and friends, and uh, just love you guys. Amen. Um, So let me talk to you about about a little bit about how we got here, right? Time's up. How we got here. About a year and a half ago during our Perceiver conference, something began to stir inside of me. I uh, I had no idea what it was, but the questions began to cross my mind. Thoughts about... What's next? And when you start thinking about that, it's because God is probably challenging you. Just forewarning here. Seeing the work being done in, in Albuquerque and, and, and in the North Campus in Whittier, stirred something inside of me, but there was a problem. I had made peace with no. Let me explain what that means. A few years back, God challenged me to lay down some ministry. It was hard to put, put, put it down, but it was the right thing, and I, and I believe it was a God thing. And it helped me a lot when, when I did it. There was a moment there as I was considering it and as I fought and battled in my mind and battled with my, 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 my heart to, 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 you know, of, to want to do things for God. As I was fighting, there was a question that came across my mind. And it was this, are you okay with being Joseph? Now, Joseph, not the guy from Genesis, but Jesus' dad. Right? How many, how many of you guys have heard of Joseph, Jesus' dad? Right, we know about him a little bit, you know, he had a dream, God talked to him and said, Hey, you're going to be the dad of this, this boy, call him Jesus, and uh, he, he's like, nah, I'm ready to get rid of this woman, damn, she's crazy, you know? But no, he's, uh, he, he, he listened, he obeyed God, and that's kind of about, it. that's all you hear about him. But guess what? Jesus had a father. He had a dad. And the, and the guy that had to raise him taught him how to be a carpenter, Taught him how to be a man. Taught him how to obey the word as a child. He had to teach him something, right? And so that's what, that's what, that's what kind of came to, to my mind. And, and so the thought was, are you okay with helping bring others up unnoticed? Because if you think about it, Joseph, we don't hear about him after that. Unnoticed. But Jesus became part of who, be, how, who he became because of, I believe, because of Joseph, right? Right? So I, so I said, yeah, yeah, God, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with, with helping bring others up unnoticed. So me saying yes to that meant no to a lot of other things, right? My peace with no meant that I was, I was okay with not starting a new work. I had made peace with serving here at Elevate. I had made an agreement with God that I would go all in in the vision and mission of the house. When someone asked me or, you know, someone mentioned to me, hey, would you ever go? I would say, nah, Nope. In reality, I'm thought, I thought to myself, I'm never doing that again, right? That was my mind. But you can't run from, the, from God's call. Yeah, right. You can't. Here's the thing. God would rather do things within us than do things without us. Philippians 2.13 says this, For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. And that's been the goal. Do what pleases Him. So God, but God had to do some work in me. My heart has always been, Lord, I'll do whatever you want. I know we can never repay God for all he's done for us, right? So I want to do everything I can to express my gratitude. And that means doing whatever he he asked me to do, right? The cost may be high, but it's well worth it. During the Perceiver Conference, things began to stir in my heart. At this point, God had been working in my heart for, for some time. But I kept it all in between God and myself. I didn't even tell my wife. I was, just, I, I was battling inside of me like, man, you know, I was fighting the feeling. You know, you guys know funk, don't fight the feeling. Yeah, that's uh, Anyways, sorry, that was, that was from back in the days. Sorry, my bad. But I, had, I was fighting the feeling because I had made peace with no, right? When God, when God, but when God sets his heart on you, what can you do? When he, when he says, hey, son, you're like, ah. Oh, you, you can't, I mean, you can fight it, but good luck. I remember talking to Pastor Adam one day at, at the gym. I don't remember when, when it was exactly, but I remember um, talking to him and be like, man, I, I, man what, what, where would I be? What, what, I mean, what, what would it be like if I would still be out there? I mean, I could have been out there for, for quite a bit of time now. And I was just kind of like going through some, some, some internal battles, I think. And that's why I was telling them, man, where would I be? We'd be out so much time. But then, as, you know, as, as I started seeing, you know, the, the, the work being done in Albuquerque and, and, and the work being done on the North Campus, it stirred me. What God was doing in Albuquerque with Pastor Val and, and, and what God was, how God was moving there, man, it stirred me. I, I was seeing how God was orchestrating things in the North Camp, Campus, and I was like, man, it stirred me. I was fighting it and just kept saying No. But the messages kept coming hard and fast. Every message was putting the challenge in my face. So I began to pray carefully because I had said no. And I said, man, I, it, I, get, I have to keep my word, right? Then in July of last year, my dad suddenly went into eternity. And I began to think about the future in my family. I asked my wife, she wanted to move closer to her mom, you know? She's and she said, she looked at me and said, really? She said, I don't think so. It's just like, our whole lives are here. Like, I love our church. I don't want, I don't want to move. And then she said, unless. And I was like, man. <laughs> I was hoping she wouldn't say that. But she said it, because I knew it was coming. You know, I was like thinking to myself, but we made peace with no, right? We said peace, no. And then she said, unless, we're going to start something. But I was like, Nah. Probably not Nevertheless we began to pray And when you begin to pray I'll tell you something that God does Especially when it's You know If you're praying about God's call God will answer Your prayer in response to this call Right Suddenly As we were praying Suddenly like every message Was confirmation of every prayer We were praying I wasn't hearing the audible voice of God Like hey daddy Okay go ahead and go But, But 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 the voice of God was, was, uh, was loud and clear. And it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't audible. It's as if the specifics of our prayers were being answered from the pulpit every single thing. And we're just like, yo, what is going on? I was like, although you hear God talk to me, talk to me. And I, I wasn't like, you know, I don't know if I was not, not really hearing, but all of a sudden, every message was like, boom, hitting it, boom, point by point. I needed convincing. Guess what? I was convinced. We started asking about, should we go? And God said, yes. Where should we go? Should we go here? Is what we're thinking about. Can we go anywhere else? No, right there. Down to the small details, all the way up to the Run With It conference. It was last October that it really magnified when Pastor Raul Barajas came to speak on our first Wednesday. And he had a message that sounded like a trumpet blast to me. Basically, what I was hearing was, just go. What are you waiting for? God will make a way like over and over, and I was like, oh man, I was like sitting there like, I can't breathe, you know, I was having a hard time, because I was like, I knew that it was hitting me, it was God telling me, yes, go ahead, during the, uh, and I remember that during that, around that time, right after that, that first Wednesday, we had a, a you know, we, we do planning sessions and stuff, the leadership, and and at the end of the year for the next year, like conference time. And I remember that the, the title of Run With It came up when Pastor Adams said, you know what, Habakkuk, the, the, the scripture in Habakkuk kind of really just resonated with him and man, it was like, I couldn't shake it no more at that point. I felt like, man, I have to do something. I have to do something with the word, the, 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 the messages within my heart. See, here at, at this church, we preach, um, we, we preach the gospel, and we encourage to, to share the gospel with others. And it's, been, and it's been over and over for years and years and years, and we've seen God change so many lives. All over, not, all, not only here in this place, but all over this country and, and the world, really. And I said, and, and with the thought that entered my mind was like, this is the legacy. This is the baton that is being passed But you had to take it and run with it. And so when that came up, I was like, man, what can I do? I needed to run with it. I needed to run with it. I had been given something to run with, and I had to respond. 1 Corinthians 9.17 says, Paul is speaking to the church there, and he says, But I have no choice, for God has given me the sacred trust. So I said yes. Immediately, the fight began. Mind battles came. Uh, thoughts of not good enough, inadequate, unable, in in insecurity. All that stuff started happening. I would look around and be like, man, God, who am I that you would call me, right? There's guys around here that can preach circles around me. Easy. That's what I thought, right? But I have no choice. I've been given a sacred trust, and I have to respond regardless of what I feel like. Because I have to. Just like, just like Paul said, I have no choice. I have no choice but to respond to the call of God. And God in me makes up what's, uh, wakes up for what's lacking as long as I get out there. Yeah. Right? So whatever, if, you, if you're being challenged to, you know, hey, be part of this e-group. Or hey, lead an e-group. Or hey, be part of this ministry or this department. Or, you know, help us in the morning or help us clean. Whatever. Get out there. Even if you think you're not capable, capable maybe God is telling you you're, you can do it. Because God in you makes up what's lacking as long as you do it. Romans one uh, one sixteen says this, For I'm not ashamed of the, gospel, the, of the good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work saving everyone who believes. Right? I have, to, I have no choice. This is the sacred trust. The power of the gospel message will only be released if the message is spoken. And we want to release the power of God in the region of northern Nevada and the surrounding regions there. And who knows what else God will do. And we want to feel the, God, the word of God in our lives because we want to see God transform lives and communities around us. Amen? So the plan we have as we go out there, as we get out there, is we have an opportunity to build relationships in, in the community where we're moving into. This community is brand new. It's being built. So that means that Families, new families will be coming into that community. And what we want to do is, is build a community with them, the people that need connection, right? There's people that maybe they don't know anybody. Maybe they're coming from out of state like us. And they're going to need somebody to be friends and, and do life together. And that's what we want to do. We want to love God, love people, and do life together. Amen? Our hope is that we're able to, to reach them one person at a time, one family at a time, one community at a time. We want people to experience that same freedom that we received. Right? We want people to spend one moment with Jesus so they can experience that lifetime of change. We're taking the sacred trust and the Great Commission to Northern Nevada. And the goal is to see the region transformed. Reaching one person at a time. Teaching one person to devote themselves to Jesus. Unleashing them to get out what God will put in them. It's a simple plan. Right? Preach the simple gospel, lead folks to Jesus, teach them how to make the Bible their blueprint, and watch what God will do in them. Amen? Yeah. Romans 10. Amen. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Pastor Adam took my scripture. I don't know. I think he was in my thoughts. Um, Romans ten thirteen 13 and 15 it says this. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him and how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him and how can they hear about him unless someone tells them and how will anyone go and tell them without being sent that is why the scriptures say how beautiful are the feet of messengers who bring the good news our prayer is that everyone we encounter would call upon the name of Jesus and that they would be saved amen that's our that's our desire. That's what we want to see, and that's the plan. Amen. I God will do something amazing in that region. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let me get to that message that, that I've entitled Singled Out Now. And uh, I do want to take a few moments and share this thought with you guys. Um, it's a short message about a life-changing encounter that Abraham had with God. It was a moment where Abraham's decision to get up and go positioned him for, for God's blessing in his family and his future. And it's available for you and I. Amen. We've all made bad decisions at different times of our lives, right? We can, we can say that. Just me, huh? Me and Pastor Carl? I think that was it. All right. <laughs> what can I say? Amen. We've all made bad decisions at different, at different times of our lives. But bad decisions can, and we know that bad decisions can lead to a world of pain. Right? Sometimes we're like, ah, why did I do that? Why did I say that? You know, things like that. But it doesn't doesn't need to be the end of the story. The only positive thing that I can say about bad decisions that we sometimes make is this. God doesn't waste anything. God is great at recycling our junk and creating something amazing from it. If we can be honest with ourselves and come clean. If we do that, then we can see God's grace work in us. But we have to humble ourselves before God and surrender our mess. You see, God wants to call you out of the, of the past and bring you into a better future. He wants to call you out of the, whatever it was and bring you to whatever can be. He's looking for someone to call out, to step out, and to step into what he has for them. Are you willing to step into what God's calling you out to do? All you might need is about 20 seconds of courage. 20 seconds of courage. I'm going to be in Genesis 18, verses 17 through 19. It's a story about Abraham. Give you a little little bit of background of what's going on here. Abraham was sitting in front of his tent one day. He's out there just, you know, probably enjoying the sun. As he was sitting in front of his, his tent, three guys showed up out of nowhere. And the Bible says that it was the Lord. Maybe it was Jesus and two angels. I don't know. It doesn't really say. But it was God in the flesh. And so what was happening is basically... God ends up, ha- This these three guys are, are having a meal with, with Abraham and Sarah. And, and God's just chilling with Abraham and Sarah. That's basically what's happening. They're just sitting there. They're chatting. They're eating. You know, they're enjoying each other's company. And suddenly, God tells Abraham, you know what? Your wife, Sarah, she's going to have a baby in a year. Sarah's like, hmm. Sarah's behind the curtain. Like, she's hiding. She's like, hmm. I'm like, 80. You crazy? Right? And God's like, why are you laughing? I'm serious. Can you imagine the awkward moment that Sarah had? Like, uh, it's weird. What do you say, right? As, and then, you know, after that, after that moment, they just get up. They're about to take off. And, and they told Abraham, hey, Abraham, I'm going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. The Bible says that the sin and the outcry against that place had reached heaven. Kind of makes you wonder how many people were hurt that the outcry reached heaven. Kind of sounds like what's going on today, right? As they're attacking our children, and they're attacking just the future of, our, of, of, of what we are, our freedoms, all that stuff is going on. And we're just A lot of people are crying out at this moment. But it makes you wonder, like, God is, is God listening? Yes, God is listening. And he will respond. And so he's telling Abraham what he's going to do, but God didn't need to tell Abraham. Because the truth is, Abraham was just a guy. He didn't need to say anything, but God said, I have big plans for this guy. And because he had his big plans for him, he revealed his, his plans for the region. You want to know why? Because God, when God says his heart on you, everything about you changes. This is where we pick up the story. Verse 17, Genesis 18, He says, Should I hide my plan from Abraham? The Lord asked. For Abraham will certainly become a great and mighty nation. And all the nations of the earth will be blessed through him. Remember that up until this point, Abraham has no kids. There's no lineage. It shows, but it shows that God's plan for him had already been determined. And he had made promises that were basically done. When God promises something, consider it a done deal. Amen? God had already, already had everything in mind about Abraham's future. All because sometime back, God had spoken to Abraham and told him, get out from where your father settled. And Abraham listened and he left. Genesis 12, 1 through 4 says this, the message translation. God told Abraham, leave your country, your family, and your father's, home for the land I will show you I will make you a great nation and bless you I'll make you famous you'll be a blessing I'll bless those who bless you those who curse you I'll curse all the families of the earth will be blessed through you so Abraham left just as God had said Abraham simply obeyed got up left that place of comfort he was at then the place that his father had settled at here's the lesson Don't settle for good when God has great for you. Amen. Respond to the call of God and you'll live in the promise. Amen. Should I hide my plan for Abraham, the Lord said, for Abraham will certainly become a great and mighty nation. All the nations of the earth will be blessed through him. I have singled him out so that he will direct his sons and their families to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just. Then I will do for Abraham all that I have promised. God singled Abraham out. He set him apart and said, I've chosen him for my purposes. Had Abraham not responded to that one time of God's call, he would have missed out on the promise. You know, you know what the story tells me? It tells me that we need to make good decisions and hard choices. It tells me that we might need, to, uh, we might need 20 seconds of courage every now and then. Because it only takes about 20 seconds to decide whether you're going to make a hard choice or not. It's fast. You're you're faced with a difficult decision. Am I going to do this or am I going to do that? And if we know the word, we know what we ought to do, right? And so we have to make the choice. But we need to make those, those decisions in order to lead our families and others closer to Jesus. Some of you might be wondering, but how do I do that? How do I lead my family and other people around me closer to Jesus? It's right here in our text. And there's three things you need to do. Number one, you do like, like Abraham and respond. Respond. The Bible says, I have singled him out. God was, telling, uh, was talking about Abraham. He said, I have singled him out. So that means we've been called out. when you think about called out or singled out, think about getting picked in a game for, for school. You know, dodgeball and that's the most famous one. I remember I got picked last on a basketball team and I was sad, man. I was like, yo, this is not fun. I was like, (laughs) I didn't know how to play, but I was sad, you know, whatever. (laughs) But when you get picked first, man, there's something about it. Think about a first-round draft pick. I mean, they're like, you're at the top. When God chooses you, he sees potential in you. He sees what you can be. He sees his spirit doing great works through you. And I believe that that potential that God gives us is God's gift to us. What we do with it is our gift to God. Think about it. You're singled out. You've been chosen from about 7 billion plus people. Right? From 7, uh, seven plus billion others to, to lead your family. To lead in your ministry. To lead in your church. To lead at your job or, or at your school. Whatever, whatever, uh, wherever you're at, in every situation, remember, you've been singled out. You've been chosen. God is calling you out. What are you going to do with it? In 2 Peter 1, 5 and 7, it says, In view of all this, knowing all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence And moral excellence with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with patient endurance, and patient endurance with godliness. And godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love for everyone. One thing will lead to another if you respond and decide. If you respond and decide. But you have to make every effort to respond to God's call. 2 Peter 1.10 says, so dear brothers and sisters... Work hard to prove that you're really among those God has called and chosen. Do these things and you'll never fall away. Work hard. Scary word. Hard work. But you can do it. Respond to the call out. Number two is direct your sons and their families. You're meant to lead. Do you hear me? you receive that? You're meant to lead. Lead at the capacity that God has given you. Maybe you're just a, you say, oh, I'm just a parent. Well, lead your, you your kids. Maybe you say, oh, I'm just a friend. I mean, I, I don't, I. lead your friend closer to Christ. You know, maybe you're, you're, you're a lead at work. Hey, the name implies it, right? Maybe as a brother or, or, or a sister or as a cousin, whatever, God has given you some capacity. God has gifted you, and He's given you talents to lead. So lead well, and lead with the future in mind. When I think about it, I think about it this way. Think about three or four generations. That's how I think about it. Because the success isn't leaving just something, but someone to keep the vision and mission that God has given you. Right? First Peter 2, 9 says this, For you are a chosen people. You are a royal priest and a holy nation. God's very own possession, as a result of that, you can show others the goodness of God. For he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. You're called to lead, so lead well and and, and let the Bible lead you you since it's your blueprint. Amen? The third thing is keep the way of the Lord. Keep, Keep walking. Walk it out, right? There's no way. There's no better way to, to model your walk with God than to just walk it out. There's no better way to show your sons how to be a man, if you have if you're a man and you have sons here, than to than to uh, no better way to show your sons how to be a man than to just be a man. Men of God act like act like need to act like men. Lead your family and and your wife. Decide to serve God in every area of your life. And show your family that you're doing what's right with your time, your treasure, and your talent. We're called to lead that the way, uh, we're called to lead by the way we live, not by what we say. It's a challenge, but you can do it. The cool thing about that, it's like the Home Depot, right? Have you heard it? You can do it, we can help. (laughs) I'm telling you, you have, you have, you have. Leadership here, you have friends here that will help you. They might not be able to build it for you, right? Because you have to build your spiritual walk, you have to build your life, but we can help you. Yes. We can help you build the, the thing that God has given you the vision to do, right? That's why we say, you know, get out what's in your heart. We're going to help you. you can, I just think about that Home Depot song, boom, 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 boom. Anyways. Abraham heard God's call and responded, right? He heard, he heard God call, said, Hey, get up and go to where I tell you. So he got up and he went. But it never, he never stopped until God said, Okay, this is it. Don't stop. I just had the gym song hit my mind right now. Don't stop believing. I say that because every morning in the gym, the same playlist and <laughs> same music over and over. It's simple right? It's basically just hear and do. Hear and do. Second Peter 1, 3 and 4 says, By His divine power, God has given us everything we need for a godly life, for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know Him, the One who called us to Himself by means of His marvelous glory and excellence. And because of His glory and excellence, He has given us great and precious promises These are the promises that enable you to share in his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. Basically, what what Paul is saying is like, look, life has its it's difficulties and and it's hard to do what's right sometimes. But God has given you everything you need for living a godly life. You know what that means? That means uh, your excuses just shrank, right, for doing what's right. Do what's right. You can do it. We can help. We need to step into what God is calling us to by stepping out in faith. With Don't let... Others can't, others can't step out of what they're doing and step into something new for what God wants to do, right? Unless we step out. You might say, well, how... I, how I'm not capable. I can't do it. I don't know what to do. But then, trust me, you don't want to live with regret. I should have done that. I could have done that. Oh, I would have done that. You don't want to live with regret. Don't let regret be part of your future. Don't miss the opportunities set before you. God doesn't stop doing amazing things. So don't let a setback set you back. Amen? Don't, look at, don't, don't let what took three minutes to make you mad Take three years to get over. Oh, touched a nerve on that one. <laughs> you got to build that bridge, get over it. Build that bridge and get over it. And on to the next place you need to go because God has a plan for your life. Remember, God commends you for what you do, not what you thought or what you felt or what you said. He says, Well done, good and faithful servant, not well said or well thought or well felt. Jesus told his disciples, you're going to have to step out in faith and step into what I've been doing because I need to step out of what I'm doing and into something new. Paul constantly started something new and would lead, leave others to disciple. He would, he, would, he, would, he would have those step out in faith, people that were around him, that he would bring up and help them up. Step out in faith and step into the role he was at because he had to step on the road he was at and step into something new. When he did that, the church thrived across the known world. He went from place to place planting churches. And the way he did it was simple. Right? It was simple. Second Timothy 2 Timothy 2.1. Uh, it says, so my son, throw yourself into the work for Christ. And then it says, pass on what you heard from me. The whole congregation saying amen. To reliable leaders who are competent to teach others. When the, and when the going gets rough, take it on the chin like the rest of us, the way Jesus did. He was, he was saying, look, Timothy, he's writing a letter to Timothy, and he's saying, look, Timothy, what you heard from me, right? Teach others. Paul, first generation. Timothy, second generation. He says, teach others. That's the third generation. And, the, and then he goes, and let it continue. Others, more and more. Three and four generations. There's something powerful when you step out in faith. And step into something new outside of your comfort zone. It it allows others to step out of what they've been doing and step into new things that God wants to do in and through them. Even if it gets hard, just got to do what's right. Throw yourself into the work of Jesus. Lose yourself in him and you'll find everything you've been looking and have been looking to be. You have to just go all in. We as followers of Christ, you know what we do? We do hard things. We wage war against sin and not, and, just, and not just allow it because what we tolerate will eventually dominate. We speak words of life because what we verbalize, we empower. So this morning you've been singled out. You've been singled out. To direct your family and those around you in the circle of influence you have, you've been singled out to keep the way in obedience to God. You can do it. You know why you can do it? Because Ephesians 3:20 20 and 21 says this, "Now all glory to God who is able, through His mighty power at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. God has given you everything you need, every tool. He's given you a church body that can help you. Leadership, friends, brothers, sisters, extended family here. He's given you guys, He's given you guys everything, the Bible says, everything. All you need to put in is a little bit of effort and watch it go a long way. Amen. If we all just bow our heads and close our eyes for a moment, perhaps you haven't responded to a call, to the call from God, or maybe you have just haven't responded to a message like this. You might be our guest here for the first time, and, or maybe you've been here for a while and just have never responded. But you're done with settling with okay. alright it's all good you're done with that you want more in life I'm here to tell you that here's your chance to have an encounter with Jesus this is it you might be saying well I don't know if I can do it I don't know if I can serve God (laughs) you can do it we can help so this morning all, all across this room front to back, side to side. If you, haven't, if you have never made Jesus Christ your personal Lord and Savior, if you haven't responded to his death and resurrection, if you haven't responded to that call upon your heart and you say, you know what, it's time for me, i have done settling. If that's you all over this place, I want you to raise your hand right now and I want, we wanna pray with you this morning. All over this place, front to back, side to side. You say, you know what? I, I want more for my life. I feel like God is challenging me right now. He singled me out. If that's you, just raise your hand, put it up, and put it right back down. Amen. 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 One hand right there. Praise God for that one hand. Anyone else with this one brave person? Amen. See that hand? You can put it down. Amen. Can you look at me up here for a second? The two that put their hand up. You know, did you mean that? You know what? God is going to change your life. God is going to change your life. you do me a favor? If you can just get up out of your seat right there and just make your way up here to the front. I want to pray a simple prayer with you. Hey amen hey man that's what it's all about hey amen what's your name bro what's your name chris what's your name? Kathy? Kathy? Hey chris kathy you know this is the best decision you can ever make when i made this decision my uh, whole life changed i was i was bad, I was not feeling well, I was suicidal, I was tired of my life but when I made this decision it changed everything it changed my future, it changed my family, it did everything and I believe God wants to do the same with you amen, God wants to do the same with you so just repeat this prayer with me, okay, just say that these words with me, say Lord Jesus I ask you to forgive me for all my sins I feel your call, and I accept you as my Lord and Savior, and I believe that you died and rose again. I want a new life, in Jesus' name, amen. Father, I pray, God, for Chris, God, I pray, God, that you would bless him, God that you would touch his life, God, and that, God, that from this day forward, God, that everything, God, would be different in him, God. And I pray for Kathy, God. I pray, God, that you would bless her, God, that you would touch her life, God, and that, God, from this day forward, God, it would be a new life, God, and all the things of the past would fall away, God, and all things would be made new in her, God. We thank you and praise you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Never ceases to amaze me what God would do. Never ceases to amaze me. For the rest of us, maybe God is challenging you. Maybe God is challenging you this morning. And you're saying, you know what, I, I don't know, I don't, I don't know, I'm not sure, maybe not, maybe yes. I, I, you know, you can do it. You can do it. Maybe you said, man, I, I've been having difficulty just, just doing what's right. You can do it. Make every effort make every effort and watch how god will bless you let's all stand to our feet for a second and let's 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 just pray with a simple i just want to pray a simple prayer that god would bless you guys as you make the decision as you put in the effort amen Father, we just pray this morning, God, over each each and every one of us in this place, God, that God, as they would respond to the call, God, that they would say, God, I'm going to make every effort, God, to do what's right, to to walk it out, God, to walk up my faith, to lead others, God. I pray, Lord, that you would bless each and every person, God. You would bless each and every family represented here, God, and that, God, your word, God, would go forth in their lives, God, and that they would experience miracles and promises and, and everything. The God that you have planned for their lives God and when the going gets tough God that they would find the strength to continue and not stop God that you just keep going God keep going God give them a a fortitude God and a strength God to to fight the good fight God and to win the battle Father in Jesus name Amen Amen one last thing one last thing I want to say I want to I want to say a a blessing over over you guys, over the church, over our, our pastors, our leaders. Psalms twenty one 1 through 5 felt, I felt like the right thing. It felt like this is my heart for you guys. It says this, it says, in times of trouble may the Lord answer your cry. May the name of God, of the God of Jacob keep you safe from all harm may he send you help from his sanctuary and strengthen you from jerusalem may he remember all your gifts and look favorably on your burnt offerings may he grant your heart's desires and make all your plans succeed may we shout for joy when we hear of your victory and raise a victory banner in the name of our god may the lord answer all your prayers Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Amen. Amen. We want to invite
1: Zio. Would you come on up here? John. We've already already excused Hazel from the base. Uh, but we want to pray over, over this wonderful family. I invite my, my wife Carrie, uh, Pastor Carl, Sister Bonnie to come on up here as well. What a wonderful message and I think, I think what Danny preached today is something that, that he's doing right now. This is the, the, the whole idea of this message really goes along with the decision that they've made. As, as Danny was sharing early in, the, in his message, he's felt singled out, that God had placed a call in his life and um, God, God was calling him to, to do something maybe not, not very easy to do, to uproot his family, all of the relationships, the ministry, everything that they love, uh, to leave Southern California, which is hard to do anyways, and to go to Reno, and uh, so he's felt singled out, and, and um, the question is, well, what do you do with that? And he said, I'm making the decision to respond, is what he challenged us to do is whenever God calls us, Whenever God challenges us, that what, do we, what do we have to do? We have to make a decision to respond. And as we make that decision, then we take the next step, which is to, to bring our family along. And uh, this is something that you can see right in front of you. Zio and John and Hazel have, have decided to, to, to go and pursue what God's originally placed on Danny's heart. And, and then finally, uh, then you walk it out by faith so there's no really idea what's going to happen how this is going to look what what, we we don't really know there's no step-by-step plan there's just one step in front in in front of the next And I think the challenge that Danny has accepted, and we see playing out right before our very eyes, is the same challenge that we have as followers of Christ. You know the Bible says that before you were born, uh, before, while you were being knit together in your mother's womb, that God already had a plan for you, already had a purpose for you, already had had things for you to do. And so in other words, you've been singled out. Every one of us have a purpose and a plan that God's given us. And so we we have a decision that we have to make. What are we gonna do with that? What are we gonna do with that? You've been singled out. And so we've made a decision, and you're standing here, standing today, because you say, I wanna respond to what God's called me to do. How many wanna respond to what God's called you to do? I, I don't wanna just let that pass me by. I wanna respond and live out the destiny that God has for my life. And what's great about that is we don't do it alone, but we do it with family. And so we're walking this out together. we're we're with our our wife we're with our family but we're also with the body of Christ we're we're walking this out together and what you guys are setting out to do we're walking with you we're together together We, we believe in the call of God on your life and uh, we're excited to see it play out and, and we're, we're with you. And there's gonna be many opportunities that we'll have as a congregation to travel to Reno, right? Uh, we're gonna do missions trips to Reno. We're gonna we'll probably take the band there at some point to Reno and, and we'll give Hazel the bass and let her, let, her, let her do it again. Um, but we're gonna go outreach and evangelize. I'm looking forward to knocking on some doors in the, in the neighborhood that God's sending you to. And we're looking forward to that. How many of you say I'll take a trip to Reno? I'll, I'll take a trip, yeah. I'll take a trip. Hey Amen. We're looking forward to partnering together with you guys. And 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 maybe you're here and you're fairly new to Elevate Ministries. What you're what you're seeing here is not new to us. Uh, we've planted dozens of church churches out of this out of this congregation since the beginning of of of, of the, its inception. So back in the mid '80s, I remember planting a church right down the street into Buena Park, California, and then a year or so later, we planted uh, Raúl lepita Barajas into into Mexico, and that began. A church planting strategy that literally uh, was up and down the West Coast and all throughout Mexico, and that's something that our church has has constantly been been a part of and been doing. More recently, uh, we've 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 changed our strategy some to to plant campuses, and that's what this is going to be in Reno. It's it's the ability that we have to work together and work work in 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 lockstep with each other, like we're doing in Whittier and like we're doing in Albuquerque. well like we're doing in Tampa Florida we will also do in in Reno I think it's amazing that we have churches now in four states do you think that's kind of crazy it's amazing It's amazing what God's doing and so who knows who knows how how far that will go what kind of reach that will have I'd like to invite Pastor Carl maybe just to share along these lines and then we'll together pray for for Danny and Zio and this family as they go
2: I think it's important that we all pray, and um, you can even now, if you want, start to come down to the altar area here, uh, so that we can do that. And uh, from from uh, from Bonnie and I, Danny Zio, uh, and of course John, you've been so you've been so instrumental in a lot of things that have happened here in Hazel. Just want you to know how much we love you, and. Uh, we believe in you, and how many of you appreciated that message that he brought? Wasn't that wasn't that something? I think he's ready to go. You know, it's um, if if you're looking back historically, it was uh, in 19 probably '82 or 3 that God spoke to me about pioneering a, a church, this this church. And um, he did that out of his word in, in Second Timothy. And what he spoke to me there was uh, that I was to be strong in the grace that was in Christ Jesus. But then he went on to say, and the things that you have learned, I want you to deposit, I want you to uh, impart in the hearts of other faithful men so that they in turn will be able to teach others also and that's what we've seen worked out that's what uh pastor adam was referring to we've planted a lot of churches over the years we've planted them as independent churches but here recently we have begun to plant these as campuses so that we're together together and that that we can work together and lockstep to touch our world one person at a time in multiple locations and so we're thrilled to be able to lay hands on Danny and Zeo to be able to pray over them but I'd like to read if I could the same scriptures that God spoke to me so many years ago we've seen it worked out um, because Danny and Zeo you've been imparted from our hearts And as you go, we know that you will in turn impart to others so that they can in turn impart to others. This is the generations that we believe uh, God has shown us here. So you therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses i want you to commit these to other faithful men who will be able to teach others also verse 3 he says you therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of jesus christ because no one entangled in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life so that he may please him who has enlisted him as a soldier and then just a few verses later, he says, consider this. Consider this. And so I want you to stretch your hands forward. And I we want to pray corporately for these four as they embark to come. Honey, would you come? And so, Father, right now, as a congregation, Lord, we pray over Danny and Zeal over John and Hazel and father as I lay my hand upon Danny I thank you God that it represents the impartation over the years of ministry and I thank you Lord God that you would take him father and give him the strength that to to, through the grace of God to battle through every hardship and got to take the good news of the gospel that changed his life and impart that, deposit that into the hearts of other faithful people and build a congregation of followers that would indeed help others. I thank you for your hand upon their lives, God. I pray over John. I thank you for John Penigua. I thank you, Lord, for all he's done, all he's made a part of in the youth ministry of our church over hazel as they've met and married here in this church i thank you god that you would not lift your hand from them that you place it heavy upon them lord to do the work of the ministry god i pray anoint them and use them in powerful fashion for the kingdom of expansion in jesus name we pray amen and amen would you give god praise
3: (laughs) hallelujah So I feel like in the last month, I'm going to cry, but I feel like God's been putting you guys on my heart so much more, probably because you and your crazy heart, but, but uh, in the last few days, I've just had time to really just pray and God just began to just show me you guys, you know, and there's this phrase going around right now and I hate it. It's called church hurt and I don't believe in church hurt, I believe in people hurt, but I don't believe in church hurt. But if anybody could claim that phrase, 12 years ago, you guys could. And you came into our church, and rather than running away from church, you came into ours and, and not only that, but while you were grieving and the losses and while you were healing, you were discipling, you were loving on people. And for me, there's no greater gift as a leader and pastor is to have a couple like you, just faithful and supportive, despite what's been done in the past, to give us the grace and the mercy that you did to be leaders to you guys. Um, I have this habit of when we go places and we're staying in like airbnbs or whatever hotel rooms i have this habit of i always want to leave it better than i found and i feel like the lord was showing me in my spirit that you guys have left this house better than you found it And you're not leaving us but God is calling you to go and there's a big difference you know um, not many people can claim that Danny and Zio that they have left us better than they found us but you guys can and I want to thank you for that from the bottom of my heart and lastly I feel like God just wanted me to encourage you to go exceedingly and abundantly and above what you can even imagine and asking him you guys as well ask big and let God decide what He's going to do
2: and what He's not going to do. We love you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Wow. What a powerful word. Um, you know, sometimes we could wonder: Is this God? You know, is uh, have we heard God? And you know, that's that's always the challenge uh, of pastoral leadership: Are we hearing God? Let me just tell you what happened this morning. In the first service, 8.30 service, uh, we had a, a visitor, a man came in, he was invited by Kevin Tiger, And of course, Kevin was is here in this service, but he had invited him and he showed up early. And so he was in our 8.30 service. And uh, we greeted him and talked to him and shared with him a little bit and service started. And of course, at the end of the service, I'm always interested to make sure I greet him and let him know that, glad he came but as I turned around he was standing waiting to talk to to Danny and of course just like will happen in a few moments everybody's going to want to talk to Danny and Zio and he's standing there and uh, he says "Um, I just recently moved to Orange I'm from Reno and so he's giving him information and contacts that he would have there in Reno can you could it be God? Hallelujah.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. Just to add to that, which I think was, I think is kind of cool. I was, I was at, we were at the gym. I was talking to Rick and, uh, Rick is, Rick, why don't you lift your hand up? So everybody knows who you are. Rick has a, 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 company, a t-shirt company he's had since for, for years and years. And, uh, we were talking and he's wondering where Danny is and uh, where's Danny Ben and all this stuff. And we're talking and, and, uh, I was talking to him about, you know, your, your, your desire to, to move to Reno. And, and I told him that this was going to be your last service here and then you're going to be taken off and he goes, that's crazy because I'm actually going to be, Going to Reno for two weeks. I think it's isn't it this week you're leaving? Yeah, he's gonna be going to Reno to, to do a big a big show there with his company. I just thought that was that was kind of cool. So who who knows what God's doing in the background? We just we just we just don't know. And all all we are we're just long for the ride. We're just kind of going with it. And uh, let's remember Danny and Zeo in our prayers. They're they're gonna be traveling tomorrow. So, Lord, we pray for traveling mercies over them and their family, God. may you'd be with them, God, protection over them as they go god thank you for that we know that john john's gonna be looking for a job when he gets up there god give john a great job lord lord i pray that he would shoot for the stars lord god you'd bless him and favor him lord we thank you for that in advance lord there's so many so many loose ends that 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 are going to be needed to take care of right at the beginning and so Lord, we pray god that you would you would make that easy Lord, we thank you for it. Lord, make that easy for them, God. Lord, as they transition into their new home, give them relationships right off the bat, God. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Hey, today, hang out. What, we, what we've done is we've got ice cream for everybody. Ice cream for everybody. It's right outside. We just want to celebrate this whole family. Make sure you put your arms around them, love on them, and uh, them for all they've been a part of. God bless you guys. Have a great, great week. God bless you.